Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project, a podcast by Jay Harrington and Tom Nixon, exploring how lawyers can turn expertise into thought leadership and thought leadership into new business. Welcome to the Thought Leadership Project podcast. I'm your host, Jay Harrington. Tom Nixon is off in an undisclosed location, somewhere warm, no doubt sipping pina coladas and trying to avoid getting sunburned. So I'm on my own today doing a solo episode. So we'll keep this one brief, uh, but hopefully uh, deliver quite a bit of value in it for those out there who are interested in becoming thought leaders. So today what I want to talk about is three critical questions that you need to answer if you want to become a thought leader. So let's say that you're interested in pursuing thought leadership as a marketing tactic. I think that's great because it's the best form of legal marketing. Clients are out there searching for value and expertise. And they're increasingly doing it online. Uh, they're searching for experts, they're searching for solutions, they're doing vetting of lawyers, uh, oftentimes without lawyers themselves even knowing they're under consideration. And when that's the case, uh, you have to have thought leadership out there, which will speak for you when you're not there to speak for yourself. So they're evaluating this expertise uh, from a client's perspective, they're, they're making evaluations, they are winnowing down their options. And what we're trying to do as thought leaders is to position ourselves for success in this uh, new environment of how uh, clients are, are searching for solutions providers. So I wanna talk briefly today about three questions that you need to consider if you wanna make an impact with your thought leadership marketing. Through answering these questions, you'll be able to get a handle on the strategic issues that will guide your thought leadership marketing without that solid strategy in place, you're going to have a really hard time. It's going to be nearly impossible, in fact, to see the results and achieve the results that you're after. If you start creating content without a strategy in place, what oftentimes happens is you'll end up creating content that doesn't necessarily work together. There's no cohesiveness to it. There's no consistent theme. And as a result, your content won't really resonate with your audience. And oftentimes, as we see those lawyers who don't start with strategy oftentimes end up calling it quits and abandoning their efforts uh, to produce thought leadership content um, because they're not seeing that investment pay off quickly enough. Um, on the other hand, those that do succeed start with strategy. They understand the value of a strong reputation and of being the go-to resource for the audience in their industry. And they know that content is key to achieving that. But first, again, they dial in with the right strategy in place. So if building thought leadership marketing uh, and, and building business through thought leadership marketing is your goal, then be sure to ask yourself these following three questions that I'll address before you get started. And the first, and probably the most important, is asking and answering the question of who is your audience? Now, we've discussed this issue before, but it's so important that it, it certainly bears repeating. Before creating thought leadership content, you need to know who you're creating it for. So who do you serve? Who do you hope to serve? Who are you trying to reach? Now, for, for everyone, the answer is probably going to be slightly different, but there's one answer that is almost certainly wrong, which is trying to reach everyone. One of the goals of thought leadership is to be seen as a subject matter expert. And to be seen as a subject matter expert, 
you, you need to narrow the focus of your audience. In choosing your audience, consider the types of clients for whom you solve the same types of problems over and over because it's the, that repeated observation, it's the repeated problem solving that allows you to see the patterns that will form the basis of your expertise. So for example, you'll have a much easier time standing out and differentiating yourself through your thought leadership if you write articles or create videos or perhaps if you've started a podcast, create podcast content or, or give speeches for one specific industry versus trying to do that across many different industries. You simply won't be able to contextualize the advice and the, the insight you're trying to get across if you're spreading yourself too thin. It's that narrow focus, speaking to a specific audience, um, contextualizing the ideas uh, for the, the specific industry that you're trying to reach is the thing that's going to allow your content to stand out from other people who are just trying to write, uh, again, for a more general audience. So in short, you'll achieve much greater return on your investment uh, from your time spent creating thought leadership content by narrowing the focus of who you're creating content for. Um, we have a little exercise that we often work through with clients when considering these issues, and you might want to do that yourself. And if you can picture a Venn diagram, you know, those three, uh, in this case, three overlapping circles. Uh, and if, in one of those circles of the Venn diagram, um, we'd have a, the category of expertise. So what do you have expertise in? Uh, and you might not, you don't need to be the foremost expert in the world, but what is something that you have a really good handle on from a subject matter uh, standpoint? So that's one circle in the Venn diagram. The next is interest. So what are you passionate about? What do you have intellectual curiosity about? Um, you may have expertise in something, but it may not really interest you. Uh, so you're not going to read up on the topic. You're not going to stay on top of it. You're not going to be able to have a sustained thought leadership con uh, content marketing approach if you don't have some passion, some interest, some intellectual curiosity about the subject matter that you're going to be creating content about. So that's another important element. And then finally, is there a market opportunity there? So um, even if you have expertise and interest in a topic, if it's not something uh, that's being addressing the needs of an industry, for example, where there's a growth opportunity, uh, an industry that's healthy, that's big enough to support a practice, um, then you, know, you may want to think about something else. So, so those three elements of the Venn diagram, expertise, interest, and market opportunity, if you can find some overlap among the three, uh, three topics in those areas, then you're off to a good start in, in terms of finding a focus for your thought leadership. Okay, so second question, what do you have to say? So once you've determined who your audience is, you need to figure out, well, what am I, gonna, what am I either going to write or, or um, do public speaking about? Um, and that gets down to topic selection in terms of uh, what do you have to say to that audience? So certainly the long-term success of any thought leadership marketing initiative is, is dependent upon this issue. It's dependent upon your ability to consistently put out interesting and insightful content. So again, having a narrow focus to your thought leadership content will allow you to have much more and much more interesting things to say over the long term. Now, for many people that may seem counterintuitive in that a, a narrow focus will make it easier to come up with content ideas, but it's true. When you stay in one lane, as opposed to spreading yourself too thin, 
you'll spot the patterns and have the insights that would escape you if you're thinking too broadly. Um, again, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to reach a really wide, broad audience, then you're probably not going to be digging deeply enough on the issues that matter to any particular element of that audience. Now, in my own experience, whether it be for podcasting or um, the writing that I do, I can't imagine trying to create thought leadership content about marketing as an issue generally. Uh, and, and particularly for all categories of businesses across all segments of the economy. That would just be impossible. Um, nothing I would have to say would, would land with anyone in particular. So as a result of focusing on a single audience, in this case, lawyers and law firms, and a single topic, thought leadership, I'm able to run everything through a filter that allows me to contextualize my advice and go deeper on topics. And you can do that too, and, and you should do that. And so here are a few ways uh, to think about how to generate good topics, how to understand what to say to your audience um, when it comes to creating thought leadership content. So first, think about the questions and challenges um, that your audience is grappling with. So what are the hot button issues happening in the industry you focus on? Consider the questions that you're being asked repeatedly by your clients. Those that are asked most frequently are the types of issues that should be addressed when you're creating thought leadership content. Um, another way to generate good topic ideas is uh, by what we call newsjacking. Now this is sort of marketing jargon for um, a term that relates to creating content that addresses issues being discussed in the media. So one of the easiest and most effective ways to generate topic ideas for thought leadership is to stay on top of trending news within the industry you're focused on. Um, then take, that, take those news items and go deeper and, and add insight and add uh, context to those topics and demonstrate to your audience that you not only know what's happening in the industry, but you can tell them through your thought leadership content how to think about those issues and perhaps most importantly, what to do next. Um, another, another way to generate topic ideas, um, pay attention and, and immerse yourself in the, what we call the water coolers of the industry you're focused on. So every industry segment, whether it be automotive or healthcare or otherwise, has a water cooler or many of them around which people in that industry gather to discuss and debate hot button issues. And, and by water cooler, what I mean is the websites, the trade journals, the industry conferences, and other platforms uh, to which the industry turns for information and insights. So by monitoring the conversation happening around the water coolers of re relevant industries, you'll be able to generate a ton of great ideas. So one specific example of this would be, think about the leading industry conference for the, um, your area of focus. And take a look at the agenda of that conference uh, and, and the topics that the various speakers at the conference will be addressing. Um, and the, the breakout sessions happening in that, at that conference um, will be a, a, basically a roadmap for content ideas for your thought leadership for the coming year. Um, so that, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about water coolers is really immersing yourself in the conversation that's happening in your industry of focus. And then finally, work product. So lawyers frequently come across uh, lots of novel and interesting issues in the context of the work they're doing for their clients. So that might be through you know, legal research or brief writing, or again, um, conversations that are happening uh, with clients, questions that they're asking. 
Um, issues that you unearth as part of the creation of legal work product often can serve as interesting fodder for thought leadership content. So as you're doing your billable work for clients, have a notepad on your desk and jot down any ideas that occur to you in the, in the, while, uh, during the process of creating that work product that might be translatable to thought leadership content. Okay, so third and final question that you should be asking yourself is, where should I publish my content? So again, we've covered this issue before on this podcast and in pre previous episodes. Again, it bears uh, repeating because it's extremely important because where you publish your content is as important as what the content is about. Um, too many lawyers simply default to publishing everything on their law firm's website, but consider where your content can reach the right people and generate the most engagement. And while your firm's website and social media accounts and, and your own social media accounts are good places to publish content, they're not the only places you should be considering. Publish, publish at least some of your content, what we call off-site, uh, or in platforms uh, that are well-regarded and reach more people in the industries you serve um, that are, are platforms other than your firm's website. You don't just want to be preaching to the choir all of the time of those already in your audience. The whole objective of thought leadership marketing is to draw in new people through the content you create. Again, think about this through the lens of the, of the audience you're trying to reach. Where are they most engaged? What types of publications do they read and trust? Look for opportunities to develop relationships with the editors of those publications and seek opportunities to publish your thought leadership there. Um, not only will you reach a bigger audience, but your content will oftentimes be uh, better received because you'll, you'll essentially receive some reputational benefit from having um, gotten your content onto platforms where a gatekeeper has already assessed it and deemed it worthy of publication to an audience. So, um, People, you know, readers understand that when you're publishing on your own firm's website, there's not really a gatekeeper function there. But when you're publishing in the leading, you know, trade journal or website that your audience knows, likes, and trusts, well, then you're going to get a reputational uh, bump as a result of that. So, okay, that's that's it for today. Those are the three key questions that I wanted to address. Um, and to quickly recap, uh, to develop your thought leadership marketing strategy, focus on. Who is your audience? What do you have to say to your audience that is novel and inter interesting? And where will you publish your content? If you can answer these three questions, you'll be well on your way to becoming a thought leader. So thanks for joining me today. If you have any questions, feel, feel free to reach out uh, via email or uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. You can find my information on our website, which is hcommunications.biz. And that's it for today. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Thought Leadership Project. For show notes, additional resources, and links to the tools discussed on today's episode, visit thethoughtleadershipproject.com.